brothers and sisters, let's start tonight's Q&A with my first question to Brother Bhante. So much has been spoken on the importance of a thing that is the first area path. That is the Sotipana. Sotapana. Bhante, what is the best way for a lay devotee to attain Sotapana? What is the best way for a lay devotee to attain Sotapana? Okay. <clears throat> In case some of you don't know, the word Sotapana means uh, the first fruit, the first uh, stage of Aryan. Uh, Aryan uh, first fruit. Now to attain that, normally uh, you have to attain the path first. The path, the first, uh, first maga. And uh, <clears throat> today I brought uh, some uh, DVDs on my talk uh, last year called the Sutta Guide to Paths and Fruits. There it is explained quite in detail. To, to attain the uh, first path, uh, Maga, uh, you need four factors. These four factors are called the four conditions for stream entry. In Pali, it's uh, Sotapati Yangani. And these four, uh, the first one is association with the true man. And in this context, uh, the true man means somebody who knows the true Dharma, the original Dharma, which is uh, basically the suttas. Now the second condition, uh, because you associate with the true man, you get to hear the true Dharma. The third, con the third condition is when you hear the true Dhamma, you have focused attention. In Pali, it's Yoniso Manasikara. And the fourth uh, condition is uh, practice of the Dhamma in accordance with the Dhamma. Dhamma no Dhamma Patipati. This, this I have explained in the talk Sutta Gaina as practicing the seven factors of the Aryan Noble Path. Because the first path attainer and the first fruit attainer, the Sotapanna, does not need jhana. Uh, only the second uh, path upwards, uh, you need jhana. So these four conditions uh, are the necessary conditions for you to attain the first path. And according to uh, Sangyuta Nikaya Sutta 25.1, after you attain the first path, the same lifetime uh, that uh, wisdom will mature and it will turn to fruit, uh, that's when you become a Sotapanna, and three factors fall away. So that is the way to attain Sotapanna by first attaining uh, the path, uh, stream entry, and these are the four factors. Uh, but these four factors uh, can also be shortened uh, to two, two conditions. Uh, basically, if you get right view, uh, you have entered the stream. All Aryans have right view. And uh, this is uh, stated, I think, in the 
Agutra Nikaya Velama Sutta. So, uh, to get right view, uh, according to Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 43, there are only two conditions. Uh, the voice of another teaching you the true Dhamma, which is basically the Suttas. And the second condition uh, is when you listen, uh, you have focused attention. So with these two conditions, uh, if you have focused attention when you listen to the original suttas of the Buddha, then you will be able to understand. Because in the Sangyutta Nikaya, I think, uh, I forget, is it 50s? Uh, it is said uh, that when you listen to the Dhamma with uh, eager ears, uh, uh, with focused attention, uh, with all your mind, uh, at that moment when you are concentrating on listening to the Dhamma, the five hindrances are not there. The five hindrances hinder us uh, from attaining wisdom. And it's also said uh, uh, when you are in that focused state, uh, the seven bojangas are present. So, when you don't have the five hindrances and you possess the seven bojangas, uh, then you can understand and get right view uh, and become an Arya. So, basically, uh, the uh, standard way, uh, you can say uh, that 99% uh, of people who attain stream entry uh, is by listening to the Dhamma, listening to the discourses of the Buddha. We can see in the suttas and the Vinaya books, uh, uh, at one time the Buddha preached to 80,000 people and all of them the Buddha said attained stream entry. Another time he preached to 120,000 people and again the Buddha said all of them attained stream entry. So you can also see, as I mentioned two weeks ago uh, in my talk here, the case of Venerable Sariputta and Mogalana. They heard the teaching from the Arahan Asaji and they attained stream entry. At that time, they were not disciples of the Buddha. So they had never seen the Buddha, they had never met the Buddha, they have never heard the Buddha. They only heard it from the Venerable Sariputta, only heard it from the Arahan, and he attained stream entry. After that, he went back and said the same thing to Venerable Mogalana. And Venerable Mogalana also attained stream entry. So you, do, you, you, you don't need the Buddha, and then you can see the case of Venerable Mogalana. You don't need an Arahant to teach you. Uh, if a person has attained stream entry, uh, he can teach another person, and that second person can also attain stream entry. And at that time, uh, both of them were considered laymen. They had not become bhikkhus, uh, monks under the Buddha. So a layman, <clears throat> an Arya layman can teach another person uh, and that person can attain stream entry. Only thing is uh, you need to be intelligent. If you are intelligent, then when you listen to the Dhamma, you can understand the various implications of the Buddha's words. If you are not, if you are not uh, intelligent, uh, you won't be able to grasp the implications. Okay? So you heard the first question and we have the first answer. So I will ask that for now. Anybody would like to ask the first question? Uh, 
Question was uh, somebody kills somebody else in self-defense, yeah. Mm. So does he have a chance to become a stream enterer? When you kill somebody else in self-defense, huh, you, it depends on whether you have the intention to kill him or not. Uh, if it is basically to save your life, huh, uh, it is not for it, it, your sole purpose was not to kill him. Uh, for example, to save your, your child. Uh, so, it is not, not that heavy karma. Intention, in the Buddha's teachings, uh, intention is karma. Uh, the most important thing is when we do anything, uh, our intention behind it. Uh, so, because your intention is not evil, uh, trying to save somebody or save yourself, uh, then it should not be a problem. In fact, you can see uh, in the case, there is a case in the suttas where somebody killed, intentionally killed so many people and yet became an Arahan. Who is that? Angulima. Killed hundreds of people. But because he has uh, very good karma from the past life, the Buddha could see that, so the Buddha purposely went to him for his own good. So it's not a problem. the DVD uh, Sutta Guide to Path Centrals. I give a very detailed talk. And in that talk, I mentioned that uh, <clears throat> in the Anguttara Nikaya 3.86, uh, it is mentioned that uh, uh, Suttapanna and the Sakadagamin, they have perfect sila. And Anagamin, the fruit Athena, has perfect sila and perfect concentration. And an Arahan has perfect sila, perfect concentration, and perfect wisdom. Now, perfect concentration uh, in the Buddha's teachings uh, is the four jhanas. Okay? Uh, so, the Sotapanna, uh, in my view, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, Sotapanna does not need, does not need, Jhana. In fact, there's a sutta that is very clear on this. I forgot the, the, the exact number. But in that sutta, the Buddha said there are two kinds of persons 
with the four factors of a sutapanna. The four characteristics of a sutapanna is uh, he has unshakable faith in the Buddha, unshakable faith in the Dhamma, unshakable faith in the Sangha, and he has the Aryan precepts, uh, which basically is the seven precepts. So, there are two kinds of sotapanna. One, he does not make any effort to attain jhana. The second type of, he is called, a, how do you say, a, a careless sotapanna in the suttas. And the other one is a diligent sotapanna. The diligent sotapanna, after attaining these four characteristics of a sotapanna, he makes effort by day and by night to attain the jhanas. So from this sutta, it's very clear that a sutapanna does not need any jhana. The anagamin, the third fruit, he needs four jhanas as a precondition to becoming an anagamin. And same with the arahant, need four jhanas to become an anagamin and an arahant. But a sakadagamin needs either the first or the second or the third jhana as a precondition to attain the second path and second fruit. Which means that ordinary person can reach until our stage. Yes, provided he has the four jhanas. Yes, that is a precondition. In the yeah. What about it? Is it necessary for ordinary person to go into Amitabha in order to Tomorrow, huh, we're having the Vachana conference. <laughs> this is one of the things. <clears throat> In the uh, Anguttara Nikaya 4.180, the Buddha said, uh, if any monk says that he heard it from the Buddha directly, or he heard it from a Sangha of learned monks, or he heard it from a group of learned elders, or he heard it from one very learned elder, that the Buddha thought like this, like this, like this. The Buddha said he should neither accept it or reject it. Without accepting it or rejecting it, you should compare it with the suttas and the vinaya. If it agrees with the suttas and the vinaya, you can accept it. If it does not agree, you should not accept it. So, the Buddha always talked about his teachings as being Dhamma Vinaya. He always said his teachings are Dhamma Vinaya. Later, uh, Abhidharma came in. So, we can find, uh, for example, in the Suttas and the Vinaya, the Buddha said uh, his true Dhamma will last 500 years. And exactly 500 years after the Buddha's passing away, uh, later books started. So you want to know, during that 500 years where we have the true Dhamma, what was the Dhamma at that time? And luckily we have Emperor Asoka. Emperor Asoka lived about 250 years after the Buddha's passing away. Now Emperor Asoka had a lot of faith in the Buddha and the Buddha's words. So he asked the men to make these stone pillars, something like every kilometer on the road, and they carved out the words of the Buddha. Now, after 2,000, something like 600 years, they have dug up these Asoka pillars in India and they 
found out that during Emperor Soga's time, there were only five Nikayas. Only the Suttas existed. Five Nikayas and five Vinaya books in Pali. So this is original Buddhism or early Buddhism. The five Nikayas and the five books of the Vinaya. You will find uh, in later books uh, that they say things uh, that the Buddha did not say. And the Buddha said in the Diga Nikaya uh, Sutta 29, the Buddha said uh, his teachings on the holy path uh, are perfect and complete. Perfect and complete, you know. It means uh, you cannot make it more perfect. You cannot make it more complete. so the Buddha said, uh, if you think you want to add to what the Buddha said, uh, you don't see his Dhamma. In other words, you don't appreciate uh, that the Buddha's Dhamma, uh, the Buddha's suttas are, are perfect and complete. If you don't see his Dhamma, it means you don't have right view. If you don't have right view, you are not an Arya. Uh, if you want to subtract from his words, uh, also you don't see the Dhamma. What does this mean? Uh, this is why when we listen to suttas, uh, you have to catch the implications. It implies uh, that the later monks who wrote all the later books uh, are not Arya at all. Not Arya. In fact, the Buddha said uh, they lead people astray and they create much demerit. And they cause the disappearance of the true Dhamma. So I was saying, uh, later books uh, say things uh, that the Buddha never said. They add to what the Buddha said, which the Buddha says is not necessary. So you find in our suttas, original Buddhism, the Buddha talked about six consciousness. Yeah, only six consciousness. Mahayana books talk about seven consciousness, eight consciousness. Yeah. Similarly, Abhidhamma talks about Bhavanga, Javana, Kalapa, Patisandhi, Chitta, Chutichita, all these things that the Buddha never mentioned. That is the trait, the characteristic of later books. Uh, The secret uh, is during the Buddha's time, there were no mobile phones, <laughs> there was no internet. But then I see them going to uh, retreat, chasing retreat after retreat, listening to Dharma talk after Dharma talk, but it's still the same. <laughs> you know how so many hours? How, how can we uh, know the secret to Nowadays, uh, how many hours do you spend listening to the sutta? How many hours did you play on the internet and on the mobile phone and computer games?
Actually, if you go to a Buddhist country like Thailand, on those Upasata uh, days, uh, you find the villages, uh, they come to the monastery and they stay overnight. And they try to meditate the whole night. And some of them can meditate because these people are very simple-minded. Very straightforward, simple-minded. Nowadays, uh, people are very complex. Uh, you get some psycho cases. <laughs> so, it's different. Next question, the uh, next person at the back. Last row, second last row. Hello, Bhante. Uh, Bhante, I looked up the Sattvapanta, Sattvapanta, uh, Samhita, 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 and it's, it, um, I saw the words dot 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 leading to concentration hunting. And, um, uh, personally, mind you, it's a bit risky to leave off um, trying for jhana because you can't really be sure that you have enough dhamma knowledge that you are dhamma nisari or sadha nisari. But if you can attain jhana, then at least you're secure because the Okanti Sutta is very unreliable, Bhante, at death. Uh, that's like leaving it in the last minute. And also, um, the Kamatana Bhante is very clear. That's no mental cultivation. And the woeful plane is, you know, the trip of rebirth and the woeful plane is there. A Sotapa will not be reborn in a woeful plane. So that suggests some mental cultivation is in the Bhante. These people who attain stream entry uh, upon listening to the Dhamma, it means uh, that they have good karma from the past life, very good karma from the past life. Uh, and some of them uh, may have been uh, ascetics in the past life who had already cultivated the jhanas. For example, in the suttas, there's a, there's a, um, a young man uh, who was from a very rich family. And every day he will amuse himself uh, by drinking liquor and watching the slaves or the maids uh, dancing for him, singing and all that. And he'll be half drunk. So one day he was in that state, half drunk. And the Buddha purposely walked in front of his house. So he was like in a stupor. But when he saw the Buddha, Something from the past uh, in him uh, made him stare at the Buddha. And because he stared at the Buddha with uh, focused attention, uh, he shook off his drunkenness. And then he went to the Buddha and paid respect to the Buddha. Uh, then the Buddha taught him the Dhamma. And then uh, he must have attained stream entry. And later, uh, he became an anagamin, I believe. So, it's a lot to do with our past karma. You see, like in India, before the Buddha was enlightened, there were many yogis who practiced and attained jhanas, and they even had psychic powers. But because they had no knowledge of the true Dhamma, you could not find a single Arya. Only after the Buddha came and taught the Dhamma, and these people 
with good karma from the past, uh, they attain. And after they attain, uh, then there were some who renounced and uh, practiced the jhanas. So you find it's mostly got to do with past life karma, not so much present life. Because even when the Buddha was in India, there were still there were still external ascetics who refused to follow the Buddha, and they also cultivated jhana, but they didn't become Arya. It is clear from the suttas huh, that uh, only by attaining right view uh, do you become an Arya. Only by attaining right view, and right view only has two conditions: the voice of another teaching you the true Dharma and focus attention. Only these two conditions are necessary and you can become an Arya. Of course, if you have uh, been cultivating uh, jhana, and then when you hear the Dhamma, uh, you you will attain much faster and maybe become a Sakadagamin or Anagamin or Arahan.
ya chok si si and chan is jana so sitting to attain jana that is meditation now vipassana during the buddha's time man consists of two factors of the aryan eightfold path the six and the seven factor right effort and right mindfulness right right uh, effort na uh, is to get rid of unwholesome states and to cultivate wholesome states and that is most important because the buddha said na uh, it is these unwholesome states uh, that bring us to the woeful plains of rebirth uh, to the animal the ghost and the elder and it is these wholesome states uh, that bring us up Now to practice uh, right effort, na, you need samma sati. You need to contemplate the nature of your body, uh, your feelings, and your mind, and uh, listen to dharma. When you listen to dharma, there is also samma sati, because sati has four factors. Dharma is one of them. Okay, so. Vipassana during the Buddha's time is practicing this. Uh, that's why it's called Dhamma Nu Dhamma Pati Pati. Uh, this uh, uh, six and the seven factor. So in everyday life, uh, say for example in your working life, you get angry with somebody. Uh, you must notice, uh, but you cannot be noticing your feeling all the time. Uh, if you are noticing your feeling all the time, ah, tan bocia. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So your mind also you cannot be looking into your mind all the time. But if some uh, improper thoughts come into your mind, for example, an arrogant thought or jealous thought uh, or uh, sensual thought or something, then you have to notice. When you do that, uh, when you can notice these. Uh, You, you will notice your faults. Then only you can change your character. If you cannot notice your faults, now nah, you never change your character. A lot of people now nah, never look inwards, nah, never look at their faults. So when you try to help them by telling them their faults, nah, they get angry. So during the Buddha's time, vipassana was not a meditation. It was everyday practice. And nowadays. Uh, Say do multi jania say practice it with your eyes open. We will move for now. Read out some of the questions we received earlier through the WhatsApp. Well, the first question is: There are some who hold the belief that the practice of meditation hinders one's study of the Dharma, the Sutras. There are some who hold the belief that the practice of meditation hinders one's study of the Dharma. Can you comment on this? This opinion that the meditation hinders the study of the Dharma. Uh, some people have the opposite uh, thinking. They think uh, study of the Dharma hinders their meditation. That's <laughs> enough. So it's all opinion. In the suttas, the Buddha said, uh, two things contribute to knowledge or wisdom: samatha and vipassana. So samatha is meditation during the Buddha's time. 
Vipassana, as I mentioned just now, huh, is uh, the sixth and the seventh factor, and that means uh, uh, that includes uh, the study of the Dhamma, because study of the Dhamma or listening to the Dhamma is one of the uh, one of the objects of sati. Yeah. So uh, both are needed. You cannot do with one. The second question will be about the doctrine of anatta, no self. Someone once said, if there is no I, no me, let me give you a punch in the nose. And then you tell me, if there is no you to feel the pain. But can you kind of explain how the doctrine of no self is to be understood? Okay, this uh, no-self uh, is the uh, usual translation of the word anatta. But we have to be very careful with translations. Basically, anatta means there's no thing uh, that is permanent, that is unchanging, uh, that is not dependent on conditions. There's no such thing in the world. Everything is a flux of energy. So, uh, there is a meaning of anatta. Sometimes uh, people say no soul. But also that word soul, you have to be very careful. Because uh, the soul, uh, if you look into the dictionary, as I have done, uh, the soul is the spiritual part of man and it says uh, often assumed to be permanent. Uh, so it is not necessary that a soul is permanent. In the Christian religion and in the Islam, uh, the soul is permanent, everlasting. But I believe in the soul and for me the Buddhist soul is not everlasting. It's the spiritual part of man, uh, the spiritual part of us. This one I can explain later. Uh, uh. So, the Buddha is called the awakened one. And in the suttas, the Buddha said uh, the all is in the six senses. The whole world is in the six senses. Because the whole world uh, is actually what? Namarupa. Namarupa and Vijnana, consciousness, arise together and cease together. So Namarupa is the object of consciousness. And the object of consciousness has two parts. One is the physical world. The second is the mental world. Our feelings, other people's feelings, our thoughts, other people's thoughts, etc. So, that is the meaning of Nama Rupa. So, the whole world is Nama Rupa, and this Nama Rupa exists in consciousness. If there is no consciousness, there is no world. So, the world being in consciousness is like a dream. When we dream at night, do we know that we are dreaming? We don't realize. Yeah, Everything is so real, as real as now. 
But when you wake up, uh, then only you realize it's a dream. So life is like that. Now uh, everything is so real. But when we are about to die, uh, what happens? This world starts to fade. And then you see another world coming up. Changing channel from 3 to 7. So we have been on this channel for some time. The time will come uh, that we have to change our channel. So, when a person is about to die, uh, then you probably see, uh, oh, this world is like a dream. So it's the same with some uh, monks. Uh, they attain sensation of perception and feeling. And they go into this state, a uh, maximum of seven days, uh, where consciousness ceases. When they come out of this state, uh, then they realize, uh, just now, uh, for, for, the, for the last few days, uh, the whole world disappeared. Now when he is, if the consciousness comes back, uh, then the world arises in the consciousness. Then it becomes very clear to him uh, that this world is like a dream only, and he becomes an arahant. So, we have not woken up yet, we are still in that dream. So because we are still in that dream, uh, we have that I, that self. Uh, this is the conventional self. So because we still have the eye, the Buddha talks about karma vipaka, karma and its effect. So you have to be, the Buddha says you have to be very careful of your karma. Because if you are not careful, you create evil karma, you may land in the whole planes of rebirth. So as long as we have not awakened, everything in this world is real to us. So in the Makandya Sutta, in the Majjhima Nikaya, the Buddha said uh, that we have been fooled by our mind, tricked by our mind for a long, long time. We have been believing our mind. We have been believing our six senses. Everything that we see, we hear, etc. We think it's so real. For example, seeing, uh, we see the world out there and we think the world is out there. But actually when you analyze, uh, the world that we see uh, is because of the light uh, impinging on our eyes, uh, on the retina, and then the consciousness arises. And that consciousness uh, is the one that is aware of that world. Yeah. So what we see is not outside, what we see is in our consciousness, in our mind. Yeah. So because we are not awakened, uh, so everything is uh, real uh, to us. Just like in your dream, you know. In your dream you can also get a punch and you feel it, you know? yeah? Yeah. And sometimes in your dream uh, you fall or you fall down a slope or something. It's so real. Okay. All right. The question is, a lot of us Buddhists have learned and understand now. But why are we still cannot let go and still attach so hard to our own self, own body, and also sensual pleasure? We have learned, but we have not understood Dhamma. <laughs> you understood Dhamma, you in Arya, and you are on your way out, you start to let go. So, 
there are five things uh, called the five hindrances uh, that covers uh, and make us blur blur. Sensual desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and worry and doubt. So for some people, these five things can be very heavy. For example, you read in the newspapers, an old man raped the granddaughter or something. Uh, that is because the mind is obsessed by the five hindrances. He cannot control himself. So we need to get rid of these five hindrances. And in the suttas, the Buddha said, uh, the cousin of the Buddha, Mahanama, came to ask a similar question. He said, Bhagavan, I have been uh, learning the Dhamma for so long, but sometimes great hate and delusion uh, still overcome my mind. And the Buddha said, as long as you have not attained piti and sukha, that means the jhanas, uh, you will still be attracted by sensual pleasures. Because sensual pleasures uh, is satisfying and we want it uh, mainly because uh, the world is dukkha. You, we are, most of the time we are distracted by, by pleasant things here and there uh, that we don't notice the dukkha. But suppose you are made to stay in your house, don't go out, not allowed to go out. Every day, and there's no TV to entertain you, no internet. Then you become so bored, you know. When I was a young bachelor, after I come back from work, I look at the four walls, and I think I'm going crazy. I must go out. So it's like this, you know. And you have nothing to entertain you. You find you're so bored, you're so restless. You need something to distract you. That's why the Buddha said, uh, uh, the only thing that can distract us from dukkha is sensual pleasures, unless you know of a higher happiness, a higher pleasure. And that, the Buddha said, uh, is a pleasure from jhana. Once you have attained the pleasure from jhana, which is higher than even uh, the happiness of some devas, uh, then the Buddha said you can let go of sensual pleasures. And the Buddha said, just like a person who in the human life, he enjoyed life very much, but because he did a lot of good karma, he's reborn in heaven. And when he's reborn in heaven, he looks down on his old friend enjoying sensual pleasures in the human realm. Would he be jealous? He won't be jealous because he's enjoying a more superior happiness, enjoyment. So, in the same way, uh, when you can attain the bliss from meditation, then only you can let go. Mm. So, nature has made beings uh, with the self, uh, and that is for self-preservation. So, we find uh, all beings, uh, if you have an awareness of a self, uh, you fight for survival. Uh, that is a trick. Uh, uh, nature has put. So, so we, it's very hard uh, to overcome this self, uh, only Dhamma. Dhamma and uh, once you know some basic Dhamma, then you learn meditation uh, to try to reduce your five hindrances. Then you see things more clearly, uh, then you can progress. Uh,
We are taught to restrain in our six senses. Does that mean, as a Buddhist, we must not have any hobbies, since most hobbies are directly related to our six senses? Not really, because the Buddha did not say that we should not have any desires. The Buddha did not say that we should not have any enjoyment. The Buddha said that if your desire is such that it leads to suffering, you should not want it. But if you have that kind of desire which does not lead to suffering, it's alright. So same with hobby. If you have the, the, the kind of harmless hobby, it's okay. For example, you like to go swimming or you like to go bicycling, it's good for you because you need exercise. But if you, you, know, you want to make a hobby or chasing after people's wives, then there's no good. <laughs> so some hobbies are harmless, some are not. Alright, then the next question is, how do you find early Buddhist texts? How do we know which suttas belongs to early Buddhist texts? Uh, just now I mentioned uh, that early Buddhism uh, is the five Nikayas, the five collections of discourses of the Buddha. And the first four are uh, the Diga Nikaya, Majima Nikaya, Sangyutta Nikaya, and Anguttara Nikaya. These were the earlier four. Uh, and the later compilation uh, is called the Kudaka Nikaya. Kudaka means minor or small. So Kudaka started as a small collection because they, uh, earlier they had not put it into the four Nikayas and then later they, they, they found these uh, suttas and then they put them in the fifth. But if you have studied the four early Nikayas, then you will understand uh, uh, the basic teachings in the in the four Nikayas. So when you study the fifth Nikaya, the Kudaka Nikaya, then you can know that uh, some are later, some are earlier. For example, those uh, Paritas, uh, a lot of the chants uh, came later, it was not during the Buddha's time. Uh, so in the Kudaka Nikaya, uh, basically six books uh, can be uh, accepted because they do not contradict the early four Nikayas. Uh, the six books are the Dhammapada, the Udana, uh, Itivutaka, Sutta Nipata, Theragata, Therigata. These are the six books. Uh. So this is uh, early Buddhist text. Uh, the four Nikayas plus six books of the Kudaka Nikaya. We move on to the other written question. When a being is reborn in hell, will his deeds be made known to him while he is being subjected to the sufferings? He has to endure in that well. Yes, in the suttas, the Buddha did say that when you fall into hell and you are suffering, you will know why you are suffering in hell. 
I think instead of going through those, uh, if people have questions to ask, uh, we give reference to people. Good evening, Pate. Uh, my question is pertaining to the night of Buddha uh, enlightenment, in which he's attained the four jhana and uh, three knowledges. May I know? The three knowledges arise after coming out of the jhana or in the jhana. The first knowledge uh, uh, is knowledge of past lives, and that comes from the four jhanas. Because uh, when you attain the fourth jhana, it is said uh, in the description of the fourth jhana that you have uh, utter purity of sati and uh, upeka. Uh, when a person attains the fourth jhana, he has perfect sati. Sati is recollection uh, or mindfulness and uh, equanimity. So when he comes out of the fourth jhana, the mind is so clear and he can remember the past lives. So these uh, knowledges come after the fourth jhana. Because in the suttas, the Buddha said, when a person has attained the four jhanas, the, the whole body lights up from the top of the head down to his toes. He emits light. And that is a condition for knowing and seeing things very clearly. So when he comes out of the fourth jhana, the Buddha says when he, when he directs his mind to know anything, he will know very clearly. This is why the Anagamin and the Arhan, because they have the four jhanas, the Buddha says they have Asapanya and Javana Panya. Basically, uh, meaning sharp wisdom uh, and profound wisdom. So, the discussion of Asava is after the coming out from the fourth jhana? Uh, yes. In the suttas, the Buddha mentioned uh, Asava destruction, I say, depends on the first jhana, depends on the second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana. Uh, the Buddha said very clearly, uh, you cannot attain Arahanthood uh, without the four jhanas. Thank you. Uh, next question from the floor. Um, Bhatti, you mentioned earlier of the Buddha, uh, Buddhist uh, like soul. Can you elaborate on that? That's a controversial question. <laughs> Recently, somebody sent me or sent us uh, the, this. Uh, I think what's 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 through to WhatsApp or uh, it must be WhatsApp about a doctor. I think a surgeon in UK of Indian descent. He was a very successful surgeon and made a lot of money, and so he was very busy. So sometimes patients, uh, you know, ask him some questions. Uh, very quickly, he would dismiss them. And then uh, some of his patients uh, said uh, that when he, when they, when they were, they, when they were in the, how uh, say, sleep state, uh, you know, they get anesthesia and they go to sleep and then they are operated on. Uh, some of them said they came out of the body, came out of the body, and they could see everything the doctor was doing, the nurses were doing, 
but could not communicate. So he listened to them. He didn't quite believe because he didn't have any religion. So when he was maybe around 60, he I think had prostate cancer or something, and they operated on him. And then, to his surprise, during the operation, he came out of his body, and he went up to the ceiling, and he looked at his body, and he asked himself, "How come I have two bodies? I'm up here and I'm down there." <coughs> and then, after a while, he found a force pulling him, and he was he apparently he was going towards hell. And then, when he went to hell, he saw beings screaming and crying and all that, and then he wanted to run away, but the force. Did not allow him to run away, and the voice said to him, "You have been a very selfish man this lifetime." Then he realized, yeah. And luckily, yeah, he managed to come back. After that, it seems he gave up his job. So there are some people who experience this, and one old devotee told me one of the aunties. If you listen to my Dharma talks, you would have heard this. This uh, auntie had a very nasty temper, and two days before she died, uh, she was sleeping, uh, and the Dracula teeth came out so long. Two Dracula teeth came out so long, and the children tried to cover it, uh, but not cover it. Two days later, when she died, uh, the Dracula teeth disappeared. Now, what does it show? It shows. Uh, That the soul inside, the spiritual part of us, there is a there is a body inside. In Hinduism, they call it the astral body. So this astral body is not alien to Buddhism. The Buddha said that he has the ability to draw out his astral body. And sometimes his disciples are meditating and falling asleep, like Bhogalana. The Buddha goes to them and then asks them to. Make effort, so the Buddha is able to take out the astral body and come back, the golden body. So again, it is said in the suttas, if somebody karma is so bad that he is going after death, lah, is going to be reborn in hell, lah. What happens is that the hell beings come up and drag him down to hell. This is in the sutta. So what does what do they drag? It's not the body they drag. They drag the soul down to hell. The soul now is just like our human body. This is a flux of energy. So in fact, now before we became humans, we were that that spiritual body. Because in the sutta, the Buddha said, for you to take birth as a human being, first you 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 need three conditions. Mother and father must come together. Secondly, mother is in season. Thirdly, the Gandaba is there. That being uh, who is going to be reborn in the womb is there. So once the egg is fertilized, uh, this being uh, will go into that egg, uh, and then that egg will grow. If that being does not go into that egg, uh, that egg will not grow. So in books, they say some books. Uh, Uh, they say consciousness lah. It's not just consciousness. It's the five aggregates uh, uh, going inside. Because in the suttas, the Buddha said, uh, you cannot have consciousness without the five aggregates. Consciousness must come with the five aggregates. All right. We go to the next question. Okay. 
This one you mentioned about uh, the jhanas, the second, third, and fourth jhana. Uh, apparently, uh, if all the Buddha uh, found the truth, he was taught to until he attained the eighth jhana. Is that a wasted effort or is that an unnecessary jhana? No, it's not. It's not unnecessary. It's just that without the Dhamma knowledge, yeah, you cannot become enlightened. You have the jhanas plus the Dhamma, then you can become an Arya. You only need until the fourth jhana, no need to reach until the eighth jhana. Yes, fourth jhana, fourth rupa jhana is enough. But if you have the arupa jhanas, it's also okay. If you can attain the arupas, the Buddha also encouraged his disciples to attain the arupas. Further questions? From the floor? Uh, I don't know, this is a very silly question, but it is in my mind for a very long time. Uh, in the five precepts, no, the eight precepts, never mentioned about no gambling. Is it gambling is uh, allowed in Buddhism? The Buddha said, huh, if you do something that brings suffering, you should not do that. So if you buy one or two ringgit, Toto, huh, it's okay. <laughs> Don't go to the casino and lose all your pension, uh, graduate or whatever. Next question, Chris. Is the uh, Sakaya Diti. How do you reconcile that with Anatta? Sakaya Diti is uh, identity view. Identity view means uh, you identify yourself with the body and the mind. So you take the body and the mind to be the self. La. That's what ordinary people do. Putujana will take that. But when you have understood the Dhamma, then you realize uh, that everything is changing. In fact, science tells us uh, that our body uh, is changing all the time. Cells are being born and old cells die. So the Buddha said our body is just like foam. You know, when you wash your clothes, uh, you use uh, fab or something, uh, you stir the water and a lot of foam forms. If you look in this foam, into this form, uh, you find bubbles uh, uh, breaking as new bubbles are rising and old bubbles are breaking. Uh, so our body is exactly like that. So science tells us uh, that every seven years, uh, all the cells in our body are changed. So the body that you had seven years ago uh, is different from the body you have now. All the cells are different. Uh, so the mind is changing even faster. So when we understand that, uh, then we realize that uh, the body cannot be I, it's just a shell only. We're hiding in this shell. Uh, and the mind also. Uh, so when you realize that, uh, then you you need this pattern of psychiatry, but you still have a self. You still have a self. Only the arahan has no self. 
So there is uh, Anakamin in the suttas. Huh? He he uh, he said uh, that uh, he realizes that this five khanda body and mind is not the self, but he still has a self uh, which is associated with the body and mind. But well, you can't pinpoint where. Huh? How is it that the uh, uh, at that stage this? Uh, the self is still as a self. So you may be a sotapanna, but somebody tries to kill you, and you will try to defend yourself. But an arahant, has no self, if somebody wants to kill him, he will, he may not struggle. And the next question. Pante, this topic of mindfulness stress a lot on focused attention and clear comprehension. Clear comprehension. We again stress on um, good memory. Good memory that we should remember a lot of things that have happened in the past. But actually, probably due to age, I find that my memory is not that good. <laughs> And many of my friends also say that uh, they read a lot of sutta and they keep forgetting. But they say anyway, we can help to improve our memory. Thank you. One way is to take our funny boy acid. Another way is to meditate more. And then uh, as to forgetting the suttas, uh, keep listening uh, every day, keep listening. Now we have this uh, device, uh, thing we have in there. you can get a 30 ringgit, uh, you get one player plus the SD card, contains about 300 hours of Dharma talks. Uh, so that is very handy because you go jogging, you can uh, bring it along, you do gardening, you do cooking, everything, even in the car is very loud. So you, here, you get it for 30 ringgit. If you go and buy the SD card outside, it's 25. And the machine, uh, average price is 35 and 60 ringgit already. So you get half price here. <laughs> <laughs> so you listen every day and keep listening. Then you remember. During the Buddha's time, they, it was not so convenient. They have to memorize the suttas. Every single sutta they have to memorize. That's how they become, uh, maybe that's the secret how they become Sotapanna. I'd like to ask you the next question. Thank you, Yusuf. Whenever giving your power. Yes, Daniel. Uh, what are the criteria that we need to consider when you want to attend a meditation retreat uh, in respect of uh, the meditation teacher? and also the type of meditation. I think that's too personal. You have to figure out yourself. <laughs> yeah, good question there. In fact, there's also a similar question. <laughs> to recommend 
And this is a, a question on uh, Nirvana. Have you ever listened to a lot of talk on Dharma talks and mention of Nirvana? Please enlighten us. How to understand the meaning of Nirvana? It is said that when a person attains Arahanguna, he attains Nibbana. And Nibbana is said to be the destruction of greed, hatred, and delusion. And uh, Nibbana is also the elimination or destruction of, of Baba. When a person attains Nibbana, becomes an arahana, he destroys Baba. Baba is existence or being or becoming. This is related to that conceit. As long as we have a self, we there's a meaning of Baba. Baba is a, a self-view. So when a person becomes an arahana, he uh, attains Nibbana, destroys greed, hatred and delusion destroys the view of the self. And then there is the Parinibbana. Parinibbana is uh, when an Arahana uh, passes away, an Arahana passes away, uh, he is said to enter Parinibbana. When he enters Parinibbana, the sixth consciousness ceases. Our sixth consciousness uh, keeps working uh, because of greed, hatred, and delusion. Because of craving, you can also say, uh, because of craving. Uh, and that is the fuel uh, that keeps us turning on samsara. Uh, so, uh, an arahana has destroyed that fuel, uh, that greed, hatred, and delusion uh, that keeps us turning on samsara. So, when the arahana passes away, uh, the sixth consciousness does not continue. Uh, that's the meaning of asava destruction. The term enlightenment uh, or the attaining of arahanhood uh, is called asava destruction, uh, asava kaya. Uh, and asava means uh, uh, the flow, uh, the flow, and basically it is the flow of consciousness. As long as consciousness flows, uh, the world exists. Uh, and when the consciousness stops, uh, when a person enters Parinibbana, the whole world uh, ceases. Okay. There's one this, uh, question about family. Family members who are born Buddhists, how are we to follow the path? without conflict with those non-Buddhist family members, we are principle I think we have to use our wisdom, have to see the situation, each, each family is different. I have a brother who is a Catholic, I have a sister who is a Catholic, no problem. So, sometimes we need to compromise. For example, sometimes the uh, mother passes away and uh, some children want to do the Buddhist way, some want the Christian way, and some want the Taoist way. Maybe have all three together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
any question? What is your definition for Buddhist wisdom? What is my definition for Buddhist wisdom? I think that is stated by the Buddha in the suttas. When he talks about wisdom, the Buddha says uh, the ability to see arising and passing away, anicca, the ability to see impermanence in the world. And if you see impermanence and then you you uh, realize a danger in the world, you realize uh, impermanence gives us suffering. Those things that we love, we like to cling on to it, but things are beyond our control. So if we want things our way, then we will suffer. Sometimes even in a family, uh, you cannot always have your way. Sometimes you have to compromise and there's harmony. Okay. Any more questions on the phone? Yes, there is some. The Okay. Uh, just now, Bande uh, was mentioning about uh, Sotapan being perfect and Sila. Right? Yeah. So, is it an indicator that uh, the Sotapan, who is a Sotapan, will be meticulous in the five process? Like uh, he will not kill and he will not drink uh, alcohol and he will not drink alcohol. Okay, the Sotapanna has the Aryan Sila, and Aryan Sila is found in the Aryan Eightfold Path. It consists of three factors uh, right speech, right action, and right livelihood. Right speech has four components uh, not, to, and not, not to lie or cheat people, secondly, not to engage in divisive speech. For example, you hear A telling saying bad things about B, yeah? you don't go and tell B, yeah? last night A said this and that. And then the third is not to use coarse speech or coarse language, yeah? foul words or loud words. Yeah? And the fourth is not to engage in idle gossip. So, right speech has four precepts. Right action has uh, three precepts, not to kill, not to take what is not given, and not to engage in sexual misconduct. Uh, these are the three precepts in right action. Right livelihood uh, is not to uh, uh, is not to engage in a livelihood uh, that harms other beings. So that is basically covered by right speech and right action. But the Buddha also said that lay people should not engage in five types of uh, livelihood, la. should not buy and sell uh, humans, uh, human trafficking, uh, not to uh, rear animals for slaughter, uh, do animals and sell for people to slaughter, not to sell liquor or drugs, uh, not to uh, sell weapons, uh, weapons that kill, uh, not to sell uh, poisons uh, that kill, uh, for example, herbicides insecticides. So, um, so this is a, uh, uh, so for a lay person, uh, these five types of business should not do. So basically, these three factors of the Aryan Eightfold Path uh, 
uh, right speech, right action, and right livelihood consists of seven precepts. Four verbal precepts and three uh, body precepts. So it does not include liquor. The Buddha said, uh, once a person has become an Arya, he will not do any evil uh, that can bring him to rebirth in the woeful place. In other words, he will not be able, he won't do serious karma. Maybe he can uh, walk up a mosquito. Uh. <laughs> he won't go to uh, war planes for that. Maybe. Don't say Mante. Say that, uh, I can do it. <laughs> But you see, uh, actually a lot of people don't realize that uh, this small fellow uh, kills the most humans in the world. You know. Mosquito accounts for most human deaths, more than the wars, wars and all that. I think that is a personal choice. Okay. Alright. Uh, also depends on family members. Okay. Any, because I know uh, Gautama Buddha was actually being buried, right? So that is why we can actually see his relic until now. But I'm not sure how, how the world has evolved, like most of the Hinduism and Buddhism people tend to cremate their bodies. When I was, uh, my parents, uh, uh, they were worried uh, that uh, when they die, they have no coffin. So they paid every, every month or every year to an endowment fund uh, to make sure that they get a proper burial. But later, when my father was old, uh, he said, what? He said, I've seen in Penang, uh, People bury the dead. Only the children will come and uh, sort of tend the grave on the Qingming, all the souls day and all that. They come. The grandchildren won't come. So I said, no point now going bury. He said, burn and throw in the sea. So I also encouraged my mother to do that. My mother said, throw lang and call it out As a human, is already so much suffering. They want to burn someone, it's even more suffering. But eventually, she agreed to burn and throw in the sea. It's the easiest way. Because uh, when I, sorry, when I read from the internet, there are certain religions saying that it's better to do it because you actually, this actually can be a concept of fertilizer to the <laughs> no, like most religions, they want to bear these so that on the day of resurrection, they'll come up again. <laughs> yeah? Okay, second question, Bhante. Um, 
lesser we know people who is actually a free thinker, but we can see they are suffering. Uh, for example, people may actually suffer in a midlife crisis. Um, how do we help them? Like, uh, some people may actually will come to uh, uh, how to say, they are lucky enough to be able to know Buddhism. I think myself, one of them. That we can actually use some of the meditation of what so many ways. But there are people who actually think that. So, how, how do we, how, maybe they, people we can share with them about the good thing of having meditation, but because of not having the, the action, so they don't see. So, is it through the praying or how? Dukkha, suffering uh, is the best teacher. When we suffer, then we start looking, why me, why me? So, for a lot of people, uh, they don't suffer to that stage uh, where they start looking. Uh. So, if you try to help them, it depends on whether they want you to help or not. A lot of people, uh, they think, uh, <laughs> I think more salt than anything rice. So a lot of people don't want to be helped. You can try it out. Depends on their car. The song said uh, no use of but we side salt as this side so is it okay to use uh Try not to, because uh, you'll go into the ground and uh, and then when it rains, uh, we'll go with the water and all that. In a monastery, we don't use, so we get a lot of grasshoppers and uh, baby birds and all this. I have to call the last question. Last question. So, what do you do any, any interesting question there? Uh, uh, just now you say don't use the wig or the, 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 to kill the lala. But my house got a lot of snail and eating all my plants. What should I do? <laughs> Pick them and put them far away. They will come back. Pick them again. <laughs> It's a very difficult decision you have to make yourself. But we avoid that uh, by not using wood in our monastery. We try not to use wood uh, or concrete. I think just to clarify this other question of wisdom. If you read Majima Nikaya Triple One, there's so many rejected them, penetrative wisdom, keen wisdom, deep wisdom, sweet wisdom. What do we all mean? It means the fourth jhana. Oh, all mean the fourth jhana. Yeah, yeah. In the suttas. Majimanya, so many types of wisdom. Uh, basically, when you have the fourth jhana, then the Buddha says everything becomes so clear, and then you have all this uh, wisdom. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Uh, that's the end of our 